This is Portland Radio Project. I'm Cyrus Navipour, and I'm joined today by another amazing Portland group for our latest local artist drop-in session. As a community radio station, we make it our mission to provide a voice to the Portland music scene, and today we have a few voices, actually. Please help me in welcoming to the PRP studio members of the all-star Portland Cello Project, Skip Von Kusky and Diane Chaplin, along with the electrifying vocalist Saida Wright. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Hey, Cyrus. Nice to be here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you again. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. I know that y'all must be busy with rehearsals and all the prep for this upcoming show at the Lotta Zydell Yards this Sunday, July 18th, the Extreme Summer Cello Dance Party Extravaganza. Um, we usually make a point of jumping into a song right away, but I was hoping first, uh, Skip and Diane, if you could take a brief moment to tell any listeners who might not know already, what is the Portland Cello Project? <laughs> well, uh, the Portland Cello Project is a group of cellists that uh, came together in uh, around 2006. We didn't really have a name and do a show until 2007, but uh, we take uh, the cello to places you wouldn't expect to hear it. We play music you wouldn't expect to hear on the cello, and sometimes we play classical music in punk rock clubs. Sometimes we play uh, rock songs in, in the schnitz. Uh, it's just kind of, uh, if, it, if it seems like it's out of place, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good description. Also, for, a, for a many, many years of the organization's existence, we were mostly performing as a group of cellists and we would have collaborative audit, uh, collaborative artists sometimes you know singers and and maybe another instrumentalist but the last few years we've had core members that include uh tyrone Hendricks on drums uh farnell newton on trumpet and jp downer on bass and so we have been touring and performing not just as cellos but with this integral rhythm uh, and horn section as well and then we add wonderful singers when the occasion warrants yeah, I, I noticed when y'all started rocking that um, really slamming, you know, rhythm section and plus plus Farnell and, and you know, people like Kyle on trombone from time to time and right. all that. And I, mean, I as a horn player, I appreciated that. Um, and I just think that that pairing of the whole the big group of cellos and strings, plus that core rhythm section that's just really, you know, able to do any style y'all throw at them uh, is super strong. Um, we like it too. <laughs> and Kyle will be joining us on Sunday as well. Oh, yeah. awesome. Good to know. I haven't. Kyle and I actually go back to uh, high school. Well, we didn't go to high school together, but we were in uh, some conglomerate bands together when we were both in high school. So I'll be looking Oh, Cyrus, forward. that's why I recognize your name because you were at Metropolitan Youth Symphony. Yes. Yes. When I was and in high I school, worked, I was MYS. When I first came to Portland 12 years ago, um, as a cellist without a whole lot of connections here, I worked uh, as the, the program manager in the Metropolitan Youth Symphony office. Oh, look and at I, that. I, I ran world. the con. I produced, you know, I did some, I did music things also. I produced all the concerts and I, you know, I collaborated with the, the conductors and schedules and stuff like that. But I saw your name and I thought, just that name is so familiar to me. <laughs> now I know why. There you go. God, small world. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I visited y'all's website and I really liked, as Skip, you kind of alluded to this, this kind of three tiered mission statement of Portland cello project of bringing the cello to places you wouldn't expect playing music on the cello that wouldn't traditionally be played on it. 
and bridging the gaps between um, certain uh, perceived genre differences. Yeah, genres overrated. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, I want to play a track now from that Prince tribute that Portland Cello Project did at uh, Revolution Hall a while back. Um, and this is featuring Saida Wright on vocals. Uh, this is Kiss as performed by Portland Cello Project right here on Portland Radio Project. Ooh, Saida, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Kyle's putting some air through that horn, too. Oh, man. Okay, Saida, I got to ask you. I'm going off script here, but when you're doing a song, there's certain artists, for vocalists especially, Prince and MJ come immediately to mind, where so many people sing, like cover those songs. Every wedding band does Prince and Michael Jackson, and it's such a unique, like to touch that stuff vocally, how do you approach that? Um, I think I approach really any song that I do. Mm. <laughs> the goal is to, uh, understand the mood and the intent of the song. Mm. Um, I think, you know, if, if you listen to the lyrics and you find the essence of what is trying to be conveyed, then, then you can approach it with your own spin really mm -hmm. um definitely a song like kiss is it's about fun it's flirty it's you know danceable it's about shaking something it's been sexy so you know you just kind of find that and insert as much of that that you have into the song uh, from your own personal experience so mm -hmm. i think that's you know i don't i don't get intimidated necessarily by you know covering a song that's really well known uh because i'm singing it and so I just try to take it and, of course, respect the the um, you know the writer of the song, uh, but have fun and just bring your own flair as much as you can. Yeah, right on. To the song, so, right yeah. on. Uh, Skip and Diane, I want to ask y'all, what is the process of turning one of these pop or rock or hip hop songs into a Portland Cello or Project arrangement look like? Is there you know, from a technical standpoint, what does that arranging process look like? And is there any sort of like litmus test to make sure that you've sort of preserved, as kind of Saida was just talking about, that you've preserved the essence of the spirit of the original while making it your own? Um, yeah. So the, the process depends on who's who's doing it. Um, for different projects, different people do the arrangements. For most of these, of the prints, for all the prints and these dance party uh, arrangements, Doug Jenkins, who is the artistic director, mm -hmm. has been doing the arrangements. And, and I think in terms of the like, are we capturing the spirit? That is something that has been a experience over time like early mm. arrangements that we all did were not always super successful like they were muddy or they were or too complicated like trying to make whatever was on the track like exactly replaced on the cello and that doesn't work so much so mm -hmm. what you said about capturing the spirit and the and the energy that's actually the most important thing rather than trying to replicate exact notes that happened on mm -hmm. a, on a track that an artist did and and we've learned over time what kind of things sound good on a cello and how to how to <laughs> space the parts out so they're not all low and or all high so that they sound balanced. 
Yeah, as um, unlike with uh, regular classical stuff, uh, the arrangements are written based on the length of the version that they were arranged by. But ultimately, when we start working with the singers, we often have to add vamps uh, mm -hmm. to, to a let, let the song breathe. So there's a blueprint, but there's a lot of creativity that goes into actuating that blueprint. Um, and a lot of times, uh, Doug will actually write parts where it's like, oh, solo, play as many times as the solos go. Um, so that kind of that allows for that uh that freedom for uh for those of us who are improvisers to actually just lean into it in a way that if the notes were completely written out would uh would kind of stifle that aspect of the creativity totally um well as a fellow musician i'm thankful to see venues back in action and some of them it seems like are even paying fairly which is exciting uh, and it's just great to start being able to do what we love in front of an audience again. Um, I just want to ask what has this past year been like for, for all of you individually? I mean, each of you are not only a part of, or a frequent collaborator of Portland cello project, but you've got solo endeavors as well. Uh, how did you, how did y'all adjust and keep the creative process going and the you know business side of things, um, going over the pandemic? Saida, could we start with you? Sure. Um, I personally welcomed my break. Mm, um, mm -hmm. I know that that's, that's usually not what you want to hear a full-time musician say, but uh, I think the downtime for me was really amazing. Um, just kind of uh, really evaluating what I wanted to do with my life and even where I wanted to take music. I think sometimes we're so busy um, working and, and trying to, show up for everyone else that we don't really often get that downtime to just think. Um, and so creatively, I just kind of took a break, which was amazing. And so, you know, things pick up now, which is wonderful. I'm, I'm feeling like, uh, I love the saying absence makes the heart grow fonder because uh, I literally busted out in like tears doing a wedding. <laughs> playing with musicians that I missed hearing and I didn't know that I missed them. So, so, um, yeah, it was like, wow, my goodness, music is amazing. <laughs> it's like, I fell in love again with, with what I, I do. And so, you know, uh, Sarah Clark from dirty revival said something pretty similar when yeah. in a, in a drop in session we did with them that after touring so hard with dirty revival for a while, they actually welcomed the break and, and it was, refreshing and and sort of rejuvenating in that same way i mean scary on some levels right because that's that's most of me going from being a full-time musician it's your livelihood mm -hmm. um and and thank goodness that there were some options for us as as creators uh, to be able to sustain our homes and our families and so that's that's always a thing mm -hmm. um i also picked up a job but it's amazing fulfilling work so i'm not mad about it um, and now music has re, you know, inserted itself. And so, you know, I, I have a very full plate life and schedule and full heart, which is, I'm not complaining. Skip and Diane, how about y'all with Portland Cello Project? What did that look like over the last year? 
Uh, well, we did. Um, we had just come back from a tour to Alaska uh, right before every, the week before everything locked down. Um, and so all of our tours got canceled. All of my, I do a lot of solo work also, like being a soloist with orchestras. All of my solo work got canceled and we did some live streams. Uh, actually, we, we did some uh, solo-ish kind of, kind of live streams. I think Skip, you and I did one where we had maybe three people trading trading little tunes on a, on a, you know, over the Facebook and the YouTube um, and tried that. And it's not really sustainable. You know, you, it, there's a little bit of feeling like you're begging for money on, on those things. Um, and we did one outdoor live stream with Cello Project in early August last year. And then fairly immediately afterwards, I broke my elbow. And so it was sort of that thing where I felt like, you know, like so you just said she took this break and she felt like, wow, this is great to have a break. I have tend to be a person the universe has to hit me over the head or break pieces of my body in order to make me stop. <laughs> so that's what happened to me. And I did not have to cancel. I think I canceled like four lessons because I teach. So that, that, that's how I made my livelihood is I did really a lot of teaching over Zoom. Um, I hardly even had to cancel any lessons with the whole arm break and surgery and stuff like that. So, um, but I had, I had no concerts to cancel at all. So if you're going to break your arm at uh, this this is a good time to mm -hmm. pandemic. I recommend it's a good time to do it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I toured with cello project since 2009, I think was my first, uh, tour. I, there was only one tour that I missed and, uh, that was in 2008. Um, and so it's been a constant part of my life, uh, up to a hundred days a year, um, playing shows, uh, on the road. And, that suddenly went away. Um, I've had a 15-year residency. Or I had a 15-year residency at Edgefield Winery on Monday nights that suddenly went away. Um, and I think Diane's right. We, I, I did a lot of live streaming right at the onset of the pandemic because um, I do a, a solo thing with loops, so um, I didn't have to be around anybody to make music. Um, and I found it fulfilling, but I realized it wasn't really sustainable. Uh, uh, although it was a godsend at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, my real shift, uh, went to recording and I've done hundreds and hundreds of recordings with various studios around Portland. Um, but I never had a DAW and, and worked, um, on my own recordings. So I got logic, I learned it and, um, I sustained myself by replacing MIDI strings on rap albums from producers in LA. And um, uh, just this last week, I uh, did replaced MIDI strings on a heavy metal album. Um, mm -hmm. And and I did a lot of uh, writing and recording, um, sometimes uh, for videos that needed music, uh, some commercial work, uh, et cetera. And I found it really fulfilling, and I found myself thinking, why didn't I do this 20 years ago? I've been watching other people push the buttons on Pro Tools. <laughs> it's fun working from home like that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's just cool to hear all the different ways that people not only got by during the pandemic, um, but also you know how it affected them uh, creatively and personally like that. Let's hear another tune. Uh, this is from the, the same uh, Prince tribute. Uh, this is When Doves Cry, and it's featuring Jane on vocals, uh, who will be joining 
y'all this Sunday at the Zydell lot as well. And also a very awesome solo by Diane on this one. This is Portland Cello Project, When Doves Cry on Portland Radio Project. Prince's When Doves Cry from Portland Cello Project. If you're just tuning in, I'm Cyrus Nabipour, and I'm chatting with Skip and Diane from Portland Cello Project, along with special guest Saida Wright. The Portland Cello Project is performing at the lot at Zydell Yards this Sunday, July 18th. The event has been named the Extreme Summer Cello Dance Party Extravaganza. That name suggests a lot already, uh, but can y'all tell us a little bit what's in store for the audience? Uh, who all is going to be joining you that night? If any of the songs we've heard are any indication, people should probably be prepared to dance. Is that correct? Yeah, a- it's a dance absolutely. party. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you know, we usually do this summer dance party at the Doug Fur, uh, mm-hmm. and not that's not an, an option uh, this year. And so, uh, but it's going to be outdoors. And if if people haven't been to Zydell Yards, the, the lot there, it's an amazing, amazing place. They've made these cute little individual pods for, for uh, each group of people. And I happen to know, by the way, there's only like about 20 tickets maybe still available. So if you're interested in going, you better nab those today. I just yeah, want to put that it, plug in. Yeah, I um, checked. There's <laughs> only a handful of pods still available. Yeah. Um, but so you get this sort of like this, little individual place to be where you can dance and rock out and it's going to be it's an all all rocking show um we have saida wright we have jane um uh patty king uh, steve patty king mm. stephen bach uh, as our singers so just four super all-star singers and then it will be what we consider our core players in portland cello project which is the five cellists that usually tour along with the rhythm section i mentioned tyrone hendrix farnell newton jp downer Damon bouchard on keys um uh, kyle molitor on trombone am i missing anybody Skip, um adam shearer will be joining us on a song too and you know this will this will be about the 12th i think the 12th year uh not continuously that we've done uh extreme dance parties and it's very different from our other shows which are more, more curate this is curated to just rock your socks off this and the hits. to get your booty shaken so and, and um, definitely some yeah some hits i mean we have like some some disco hits we have some modern day hits. I mean, basically everything in between. Awesome. 80s, 90s, and on. <laughs> well, I'm excited. Well, Portland Cello Project, y'all are amazing. Uh, thank you so much for, for taking the time to talk to me. Um, listeners, if you have not already got yourself tickets for the Extreme Summer Cello Dance Party Extravaganza at the lot, you should. Last time I checked, which was earlier this morning, uh, they're literally just a handful of pods still available. Um, so get on that. Uh, Skip, Diane, Saida, thank you all so much for joining me. And have a great time this Sunday, July 18th. Uh, we'll have links on our website, prp.fm, so that you can go and check out all things Portland Cello Project and Saida Wright. Uh, my name is Cyrus Nabipour. I hosted an engineered this drop-in session. Uh, Veronica Bezesti was our producer. Uh, Thank you all, and thank you all out there for tuning in to another Portland Radio Project drop-in session.